And here we are, Absolute Worldy listeners, with our second special guest. Carl, do you want to do the honours of introducing him? I do. This is our special guest, Andrew David. <laughs> you Andrew. didn't look like you knew who I wasn't. You had a look and I'm like, I've forgotten his name. I call him various different things, mainly Andy. Okay, Andy. we'll go with Andy. Yeah, Andy, Andrew works. David confused me, because those are my dad's first two names. Oh, I didn't know that. Andrew David Samuels. Joel yeah. Anthony Samuels. Yeah, well, let's not, let's not get onto a weird full name game, Carl Ross. Richardson. There we go. Is your dad called... I'm called Andrew David because I'm half Scottish, half Welsh, and it's Andrew, Patriot Centre Scotland, and David, Patriot Centre Wales. My dad is from Liverpool and Jewish. So, no. <laughs> but Quickly moving on. Good to know. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to How be here. How are you doing? How are you doing? Yeah, good. All good. Yeah. Uh, Warm. Do you want to give us a Putin Pravda point about Andy David? A... Uh, uh, Putin perhaps a point about Andy David. Yeah, something that Vladimir Putin would be excited. What have you to know done about? in your life that would <laughs> wow. make him think? What have you done in your life? This guy is a guy I want to know. So when I was thirteen in Cardiff, I went on a, a program called Fully Booked. Do you remember it? it? Was like a kids program on the weekend. Was it a Wales only kids show? No, it was national. No, God okay. no. no. Had more egg the cow in it was like their thing. <gasps> More yes, that was, and it was it was Scott. There Scotty. are other channels. <laughs> yes, there was an actress in it from uh, Neighbours called Vanderberg. Sarah Sarah Vanderberg was one of the hosts. Oh wow! And Grant Scott, who's a Scottish guy. Anyway, and I went on with a guy called Toby Anstis, and we did Berry Treasure. We had to run around Toby and like Anstis. Do you remember Toby the Anstis? presenter Toby Anstis. Toby Anstis yeah, is yeah. the most famous person you just mentioned by about well, other than miles. me. Other than other you. Than, other I think than, he's got like a radio than. show now. So what did you do on TV with Toby Anstis? So it was like, a, you went up to Scotland and we had to do these little kind of outdoor pursuits things and then we won prizes and we had got, I got like a bike and a tent. You won prizes? Yeah. Amazing. I once went on a, another Saturday morning children's TV show. Gonna, is it going to be better than the one I've just Live and kicking. I did a football quiz. There was no prize. I lost, but there was no prize anyway. Oh, Were you upset that. about there being no prize? Maybe we'll play a clip of that football quiz in the future because Maybe it's one is... of the high points of my life. But this, yours sounds like you won more. And Yeah. I won a bike, a tent, a rucksack, a Jansport rucksack and a cap <gasps> when I was like 13, 14. So, wow. And that's probably the peak of my life. I think that Vlad would be impressed by your winning skills though. Yeah. I mean, he could probably he, find it on He famously likes a winner. Uh, so, uh, football? Know much about football? Big. I mean, what I don't know about football, Joel, is yeah. not worth knowing. Yeah? <laughs> give, me, give, me, give me your earliest football knowledge. Good. Um, <laughs> not my earliest football knowledge. Earliest is in, football let's knowledge. make it World Cup. I've been... That, okay. To that. World Cup knowledge. I do enjoy a tournament, but apart from when this World Cup started, I think the last full football match I will have watched was the Euros. So I, I'm a strictly kind Every of tournament. Two years, yeah, two years, years. I tune in. Now but, I, I'm not saying this in a in a stereotypical way. Go on. Do you like rugby? I do like rugby. Right. Just, yeah. Just to clarify, you are of course Welsh. The Welsh, yeah. The Welsh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, just so, for our listeners, define for you on a personal level the difference between professional football yeah. and professional rugby. Other than the fact that not they're the, two different <laughs> I don't mean from the perspective of the rules. That would be boring. I mean from the perspective of your your attitude towards those two uh, pursuits. Um, I'd, mm, I don't, I think I just prefer, it's just much more of a Welsh thing. I can tell you what my, yeah, okay, so I think the amount of money is different in the two sports, as everybody knows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robbie's only been professional, you know, a lot less, a lot less long, a lot yeah. less long, yeah, a lot less long, good luck, uh, and it's not as well, I think it's just not as well celebrated around the world, I guess. Um, Do you fall into the, the group of people that like to uh, imply that football is a game for, uh, overpaid sissies and rugby is a game for real gentlemen 
uh, and Warriors. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I go that far. I do think that my so what, and especially watching this World Cup or whenever I watch uh, um, the football game. The way they talk the to the ref, game. the football game, <laughs> not the, the rugby football game, the, the interaction <laughs> with, but they do because it's RFC when you have like a rugby yeah, football, rugby football. Yeah. rugby football, we get it, don't worry, we are, big. Um, are the absolute world in podcast, we're big rugby fans, great, don't you worry about it, we love it, no I don't, I don't like it, <laughs> you don't like it, no too. there won't be any rugby podcasts, no way, no, no way, maybe oh, I'll do one, me and <laughs> maybe okay. I'll do an absolute and, worldy rugby me, me and, and I, you guys can come on, me and Andy okay. David will do a, we'll do a spin-off. Yeah, what would we call it? Absolute, nearly some of the world. No, that's not good. Moving on. Um, uh, yeah, the, the interactions with the ref is very different, I find. In why? rugby, there is, there's just total respect for the ref. And even yeah. though these guys are seven foot tall monsters, the ref just tells them to move and they back away and say, sorry, sir. Whereas in football, watch it. I did watch the, um, I mean, Neymar's a brilliant footballer. I get that. But his, and I, he got booked for his kind of chat back to the ref. I did see that. Through threw the ball of, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's the only one I've seen. The ref, the, the so, amount they kind of yeah. so the, bully the, the ref. The extraordinary thing so with this World Cup different. is, of course, the, we've discussed it on previous podcasts, the presence of VAR, video-assisted yes. referees. And that supposedly is meant to take some of that fighting away. And we saw last night, especially in the, the game that we didn't watch with Sophie, which maybe we probably should have, the Iran-Portugal game. Unbelievable. You have VAR. We're all getting used to it. We're all there's teething problems. Yeah, everyone knows that a a, a a decision can be overturned. Yeah, in a matter of moments, they know it. But because we're so used to in our bodies, in our hearts, in our minds, all stress, the players are still remonstrating with the referee, even though that it could in two minutes' time be overturned. But how often? I mean, even before VAR, how often does what a player says to the ref after he's made so Never. you know go back I don't think it ever happens where, where a player comes up and goes oh ref you know or gives it gives it some chat and the no, ref never. goes oh actually I'm going to change my mind and you're right but so I just don't see what the point of doing it is the pressure therefore put on the referee affects their ability to make decisions further on right. the match. I, yeah. I think I think it's I, think, I mean, even, effect even in rugby you get you know players will talk to the ref and they do you know there is there is that interaction but I think it's a much more the ref is much more respected or feared Maybe even though that you'd consider these players to be it's much just a more culture of threatening. There's a culture of dissent in football. I yeah. think there's also. I think it startly actually. It kind of stems from the fans because the fans are so rabid. Yeah, and I say that as a fan. I'm not accusing other people of being you rabid. As a rabid fan, I'm a rabid person. I did not I know this. It. Why am I sat this close I to you? Froth the mouth on a regular <laughs> basis about football, but rugby fans can sit next to each other at rugby matches yeah. from different teams and not have a problem. And that happens at football. Although, actually, interestingly, in this World Cup, yeah. the World Cup that we expected, to, Kyle, we predicted it, in fact, full of hooliganism, racism, homophobia. I'm sure that's happening anyway, but we're just not hearing about it. But at, in the stands, very mixed. It seems to be the People's World Cup. I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear in that, lad? That was a compliment. The People's World yeah, Cup. Yeah, people are getting on. The, fa- <laughs> this, the, the media has implied that the fans are having a great time at this World Cup. We thought... In all seriousness, we thought the fans were going to be getting back at this World Cup. Danny yeah. Rose today. Danny Rose, England footballer. Heard of him, Andy? Yeah. No? Okay. So he's uh, he's uh, he's black. Yeah. Uh, and he went on record as saying he didn't want his car's phone gone off for the fourth of our... This is only episode 10, and in four episodes, car's phone's gone off. It might be it's, a chatbot. It might well be the chatbot. <laughs> um, so Danny Rose said, uh, England player... A uh, young black guy said he didn't want his family to come to the World Cup. Right. Said he was worried about the racism on the terraces and in the streets. Uh, and today he said he's actually changed his mind and he might invite them. I think, hasn't there been, I heard somewhere on the world 
um, media. Yep. That, um, you mean obviously you're... since the big England win on the weekend, mm-hmm. there's a lot more English fans, and since that there's been such a good response to the to the World Cup over in Russia that people are booking to go out. Which they hadn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, then maybe will we should that... do that. Maybe oh, we, we should could, do a live. We could do a live. Oh. Can I come? Yes. Great. So, first of all, You're paying for me. We, yes. need, we will be starting our Patreon campaign directly after this <laughs> in order for you to fund us to fly to Russia. Get Kyle and Joel to Russia ASAP. And the optional. Absolute worldie on tour. <laughs> yes. On the road. Absolute worldie on the road. Yeah. On the road right. again. Boys, um, we've got five minutes till kickoff. I okay. think we should move on. Five like... minutes till kickoff in the most vital game so far in the final round of group games in the FIFA 2018 World Cup, Kyle. Argentina, Argentina versus, versus Nigeria. Nigeria. I don't see why it's more vital than the other teams who are also trying to qualify. Uh, because uh, Argentina very well may not get through. And I that's see what you're saying. The most exciting narrative we've had so far. That's true. I guess there was a, there was only two teams. No, there could have been more teams that qualified. Anyway, there's a big pressure on Argentina. Argentina are playing Nigeria tonight. If Argentina win, they can still qualify. If Nigeria draw or win, there's no chance for Argentina. The first time they left the groups. But not so what, the knockout so rounds for on. a long time. Argentina have to win. Argentina have to win. A draw could do it, but it's unlikely. Unlikely. Um, is Messi in charge yet? Isn't he like going to take over? No, uh, but Messi. Messi has the world, the pressure of the world on his shoulders. It seems the uh, the the manager is backing him. Maradona is crucifying him. Oh really? But we, yeah. what was he said? It, we've had so we've we talked about this in the last pod, but there's there's been further rumours that not only is he He's basically ordered a, a meeting with the, with the with the squad, which is not going to happen. But apparently, after the first game, he tried to barge into the dressing room. Maradona. Yep, had to be escorted away from the stadium. Wow, that's um, interesting. Nobody has suggested that he's still on drugs. <laughs> um, Maybe we should make that suggestion. So, what? Do, what? What? Here are the here's the consequences. Okay. If Nigeria win, they will go through. That's it. Great. Simple as. <laughs> Good uh, to know. If they draw, a point would be enough. If in the other game we're not watching, but we will check in from time to time. If Iceland don't beat Croatia. So who's definitely through? No one yet. Croatia. Croatia, Croatia definitely through. Croatia they can just sit back. Only just low as second. And then it could be anyone Any from three. Nigeria, Argentina, and Iceland. So it's and incredibly obviously, exciting. Argentina should have been should have been through ages. Of ago. course, it's Argentina. Yeah. But um, more importantly, are they that good? Impo- Argentina. I mean, yeah. Other than Messi, historically, yes. historically, but at the minute, I mean, no, and this oh, clearly one, and not. The game, and the and the team they're playing tonight has got an average age of over thirty, so they're slow, they're ponderous, and they just look to pass oh. to Messi the whole time. Who is also thirty-one? So I mean, it's not like he's a youth youthful sprite. So, but more importantly, Andy, before we kick yeah. off, we've got some players you need to look out for. Great, as you uh, an avid, avid listener, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to know all of these players so, uh, as let, soon as you tell me their well, names. Let me show you my Hotter Trotsky pick Great. from the Nigerian team. It is, of course, fairly ponderous centre-half, William Troost Ekong. Ekong. Good name. What do you think? Is this all the same person? Yeah, it okay. All... <laughs> yeah, he's a versatile stuff. man, versatile yeah. looks. Well, it's the hair, isn't it? Yeah, he changes his hairstyle a lot. Um, yeah, I like him. He looks great. He's a very handsome man. Yeah. And he's, he... he's, look, he's not too young, but... He just looks like a standard footballer I, to me, Can I just Joel. say, the fact that you have just come on the show, we've not chatted about this, and you're already accusing me, like everybody else is, of choosing young-looking people. This is well, a narrative are. I need to nip in the bud. Footballers are, tend Temily to be young. under the age of yeah. 30. They okay. are young men. He's 25. I like this image of him particularly well, with the chin-strap beard and the little green uh, little green little dyed hint. bit in the top of his afro to... to in, 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 uh, to demonstrate his uh, love for his nation, Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm trying to find my hot Trotsky for I Argentina. It's Fazio. I've got a picture of him, but I don't know whether he's starting. I'm just uh, looking at the team there now. There he is. So this Federico. is Federico, Federico Fazio. Andy. He's not starting. He looks a bit more like a rugby player. <laughs> yes. He's I tall. He's strapping. Who is the um, kind of criminally ugly... Oh, sorry. I shouldn't say that, but... Criminally ugly. He was arrested for his... <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there, was a, there was a... Martin Keon. Is he a footballer? Martin Keon. He's a Keon. commentator. He may well be commentating on this game. Shades of Keon this, and Fazio. Shades of Keon. Okay, poor Fazio. I'm going to say that, Carl. If, if there's shades of Martin Keon in your hot to Trotsky, your hot to Trotsky's not been good. I think that's unfair on Fazio, but let's not talk about him. Anyway. I think He's I was just trying. Oh, that was a nice one. He looked good there. That was that kind one. of. He looks yeah. more like a tennis well, that's, player. Well, like, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. This, we shouldn't do this, but let's. You remember how Facebook started, where you just compared oh, two yeah. people? So, who is better looking, William Trooster Kong of Nigeria or Federico Fazio of Argentina? Oh, you put me right on the spot. I there. have. They're not listening, are they? They're, no. they well, only, well, they're only, playing. They should, Vlad, they should Vlad be is the only person listening, and I'm, we've established that his version of man love does not involve knowing if they're attractive. I'm going to go William, William Troost. William Troost, they're called. So with yeah. that prediction, it looks like Nigeria will be beating Argentina and qualifying into the next round. Wow. But what about, is that how football works? On the basis of <laughs> the most attractive team wins. <laughs> That's how Absolute Worldy Podcast does their previews <laughs> and their predictions. <laughs> Let's move on to the other game, which the other we, will game. Be, we will be watching both games. We're yeah, going to we'll, focus we'll, on Argentina to begin with, because we think that's going to be the best kickoff. And I just want to say, the reason that he's doing this is because his Icelandic <laughs> Kota Trotsky is slamming. Yeah, that is a very good-looking man, isn't that's it? That's him with short hair, but now he's remind got really long hair. Remind the listeners his of his name. His name is Glislason. Glislason. What last name? Just his whole name. That's his first name. That's definitely... Uh, also, no, but just need to point out that and you've got the very attractive Icelandic footballer and then just some random old men underneath. <laughs> They're not random old men. They're random Icelandic old men. <laughs> with the same name. His name is Rurik Glislason, and he is an absolute stunner. But right at the moment, he's got a ponytail yeah. to die for. He's just gorge. What a gorge oh, look, oh, look at this man. Around. He's so high. He's a model. He's a model. Yeah. So I um. Uh, is he uh, good? Uh, he's. I think he'd be playing at fullback tonight, and he is effective. Good. So my player. So good looking and good. Effective player. Effective lover. My Croatia. Hot, hot, effective lover. So I, I mean, if you. I mean, Mark could only imagine. <laughs> take a win. If you're listening, take a moment. Pause the pod. Look at a picture. Gislason. Gislason. Probably is how they pronounce Gislason. it. So uh, he looks nice. Just because Carl really wants to win this to equal it up, having yeah, William yeah. Kong having beaten Federico Fazio. Here's Tin Jedvaj. No, no chance. I can tell you that. Look, look at the hair, though. <laughs> look at the yeah. Look at the hair. What it's, is that? I he looks I like my it, brother's uh, best friend Matthew Dalton when in 2004. Matthew, he, if you're listening, is he a listener? Yes, he is. Oh, good. Hi, Matthew Dalton. Matthew Dalton hair shout out. Ah. But not now, Matthew, back in the day. I'm always quite jealous of men with hair, as I don't have much, but... Not that hair. Not that hair. Well, I, I, I take it that's one all between... I'm uh, going to go, yeah, there's definitely the Icelandic sex pot over there has has won it. (laughs) So which means that Iceland win. Never in doubt. Never Never in doubt. doubt. But what is in doubt? The results. We'll be back with Andy's picks for who are the sexiest players on the pitch, a prediction of what will happen in the full game, and also to tell you what's happened in the first half just after this. Welcome back to the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. It's half time. Argentina won, Nigeria nil. Wellity, 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 well, chaps. This, this is the narrative that most people would have wanted, I think. Except, except, most you. people in Argentina <laughs> and not most people in the rest of the world. <laughs> I think that's unfair. I think a lot of people love Messi. Yeah. Well, so uh, you already know this, listeners, because you're no doubt listening to this long after the game. Uh, but Andy. Yeah. Lionel Messi. Discuss. Great goal. 
very good. What do you like about it? The control. The, 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 he took it on his knee, used his foot, and then he scored. <laughs> it, no, but even from a non a non footballer's like, like you could watch that all day long. That was very good. It was a great pass as well. I don't know who did the pass. No. And then I also enjoyed Maradona's weird kind of celebration at yes, the end where the... he looked like he'd been possessed by something. Was... Well, we discussed Maradona's uh, input into this World Cup on a previous episode and his input into this game involved praying and then... And, and then, then having a snooze. Quite clearly being asleep by the end of the first half. Are we going to stop talking about Maradona? I think yeah. he's he's managing to assert himself into the narrative. He's is the narrative. this exactly he's part of the what he wants? Of are we, are, we, are, we, are we marching to Maradona's tune? I think he's there. He is Argentina's Gaza. <laughs> like a... Mar- uh. Gaza! If there was an English World Cup, do you think Gaza... Right, so there's a World Cup... I that... saw Gaza this season trying to floss at White Hart Lane. Right. <laughs> at Wembley. He, fl- he tried to floss. You look it up. But what you're saying... I will. But the, the comparative here... Comparison would be an, a, a, a England at a World Cup and they're, and they're really struggling and Gaza shows up in the stands and he's furious and he's praying and he's sleeping and then he tries to barge into the dressing room to give Southgate's boys a, a, a pep talk. I mean, I think we can all imagine it. Do they, are they not pally, Maradona and Gaza? I reckon they'd probably go out for beers, don't they? I... Oh, I don't know if Gaza can drink anymore. Oh, can I think he he's one beer away. I, I, I think... <laughs> Shit. If Gaza is anything, I'm sure he's a man that holds a grudge, and I don't think that he would forgive he like Maradona him. for what he did to English Dreams before we were... Literally before our lifetime. 19... No, 1986. No, the year that you and I were born and Andy was alive. In fact, Joel, you were alive during that World Cup, and I was not. How weird is that, Andy? Uh, yeah, I'm 83. I'm, wow. not, I'm born in 83, so I'm not 83 years old. <laughs> Our oldest guest. <laughs> oh, no. Don't don't label me as that. No, I meant 83 years old. We're 83 <laughs> years old. <laughs> we managed to get an 83-year-old so, to chat football. did you find yourself a hot Trotsky in that game? I, I was... My eyes were drawn towards Moses on... Um, Victor Moses. I think he's a bit rat-like. I like his dreadlocks, I think. I was just yeah, taking Yeah, he's got good locks. And he, he seems like he's got a bit of stature on him. Yeah, well, he's also... Athletic. You know, he, yeah. yeah, but he also, as, as Carl's mentioned to me in the past, he's got such an interesting start in life. Yeah. As Carl told that, as Carl told murdered you, murdered parents, murdered, yeah, like murdered. Batman, murdered. Oh my god, just like Batman. Oh my god. Oh my god, is Victor Moses Batman? Bruce Wayne Moses. Bruce Wayne Moses. I think if anything, Vlad's ears are pricked at this story. A great name as well, Moses. Victor Moses. Victor Moses. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think of like like the the Jewish prophet being victorious well I was going to use as a better segue to say maybe he will be the victor in this game well at the not moment the not looking like it so you uh, out there in real land will know uh, who has gone through from group from this group uh, at the moment it's Croatia and Argentina I think there's a Nigerian goal to come I'm going to go out on a limb oh go on then we'll, well, we normally save that for the end of half time um, but tell oh. me what your prediction is what's the prediction for the score I think I think 2-1 Argentina Two one Argent two one Argentina two one Argentina and then we haven't really been watching the Iceland Croatia game. But, it was nil nil. Like we've it. kept an eye on and we know that it's nil nil, which so, does nothing for Iceland but keeps Croatia on puts them on seven points. Argentina would be on four points. Nigeria on three and Iceland on two. You talked a lot about it in the first. I got I got quite confusing with the permutations. Well, the the main the main thing to know is if Nigeria get a goal back and it's one all, then Nigeria will be going through. If Iceland score, cat will be amongst the proverbial pigeons. Mm. Speaking about proverbials, we've spent a lot of the half discussing uh, Cockney rhyming slang. Oh yeah, or getting some wrong. Getting this came up because, a good. this is a good fact for you guys, the two central midfielders on opposing sides, Mascherano of Argentina and John Obi Mikel of Nigeria, both play in China. So I called them China mates and realised that wasn't a pun. 
But then I thought, China plates is Cockney rumming slang for mates. It works. It works. It works. But then you got it wrong by saying the la- Joel was... Oh, yeah, that's Javier. Apparently He's my China a... plate. Apparently you can't say that. <laughs> you, you got to say, say that's that's Oh, saying. that's Javier. He's my China. Yeah, that's, the, right. that's how rhyming slang works. You don't say the rhyming bit. Fine. Is it? And plates then plates his feet. His feet, yeah. He, tell you what you could say is that uh, Javier Mascherano and John Obi Mikel, they might be good old Chinas, but they're not good with their plates. Nice. Could you say they're playing in China? No, let's just move on. <laughs> Another thing that we brought up, you probably saw this as well, there was a lovely messy banner, and even though we've discussed this in the pod several times, Joel has a grasp of Spanish, we couldn't work out what it said, so we started no, coming up with no our idea. own versions. Andrew, what was yours? Messy? The best a man can get. Joel? Lovely. Um, messy. Get nuts. Get nuts. nuts. Snickers, yeah. Snickers. Get nuts. We said, you said coming up with our own. We sort of essentially just used existing product slogans and put messy in them. Yeah, we did. Mine was messy, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. <laughs> no, it wasn't. You did not say that. It's on my notes. You've written it down. I don't think you said it, though. I thought it. You thought it. Messy, just when you thought That's great. You also said taste the rainbow, messy. Well, I mean... I what's think the worst that could happen? It's, it's, yeah. it's just when you thought it was safe to get back in the water. Jaws 2. Yeah, excellent. It's, not a... it's Jaws 2, but also it's apt for this game because messy... We were all thinking, is he going to affect in this game? Is he placid? No, he's back in. He's teeth are bad. Goal. Yeah, that's not safe. That's need a bigger boat, Nigeria. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat. (laughs) Messi. So you think two one final score? Two one final score. And what about if we do delve into the other game, the Iceland Croatia? Croatia. Nil nil at the moment. Croatia Um, playing their reserves, including everyone's favourite schoolboy with the floppy hair, Tin Yedvaj. Tintin. Tintin. Could we call his haircut a tin hat? I do you know what? I see no reason not to call his. Let's bring the tin. tin I'll call Matt Dalton. Bring back the tin hat, Matt. Bring back the tin hat, Matt. I don't know, Matt, but that message is just for you. Um, I reckon that I'd like Iceland to score. I think everybody wants Iceland. I think everyone wants Iceland. There's such a such an overwhelming global love of the fact that Iceland have a football team with such a small population. And they play like they play like quite gentlemanly. I feel from the games I've seen, almost like a rugby team. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? A little bit. But I do feel like there's from the games I've watched them. There's there's a bit less of the theatrics. Yeah, and they're very kind of gentlemanly, and they play they play the game rather than. They play the sport rather than maybe playing the game. Is that's, that a, is that a slogan? I love wow. that. Play the sport rather than playing the game. Because you can play the, the game. Yep. Yep. Which obviously teams do very well. And as you said about gamesmanship. And I did. But I feel like they just play the sport. We've seen a lot of gamesmanship in that first half, I would say. A lot of falling down. It, it, I mean, as someone who, you know, part of the reason we're making this podcast, part of the reason we put together Putin Prad for Pravda points for you in previous episodes, um, was to try and inspire some some people who don't necessarily enjoy football to enjoy football. And I think, uh, as someone who loves football, the the throwing yourself on the ground and clutching your head when your head hasn't been hit, it's just, it, there's no other word for it. It's disgraceful. It's gamesmanship. It's and... worse than gamesmanship. It's, it's actively suggesting... That somebody else has caused you harm in the most sensitive part of your entire body, right? I mean, it from from an outsider's point of view, I would say that you <laughs> football outsider. Yeah, from a football outsider's point of view, I think that you're both right in terms of it is part of the game. So therefore, they're you know, unfortunately, I don't think it ever should have become part of the game. It should have no. been snubbed out. But it is also cheating if you want to label it. Yeah, it's it's it's. But as it's bad worse. As... You know, I was a I was a uh, at White Hart Lane. When uh, a young other, man, other lanes are available. Other lanes are that? yes. Other lanes are. I can't available. think of another one right now. Bowling lane, bowling green lane, bowling green lane. That's the stadium. Is it? I think it's. 
I don't want to say, I don't want to get it wrong. I think it's Forest Green. I've only got oh. Cloverfield laid in my head. That's I a film that out of nowhere. <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming more one with the football. Absolutely. Yes, you are. Maybe from being on this podcast. Absolute worldy uh, exclusive. Andy David likes um, football. Sorry, you were saying when you were at White Hart Lane. I was at White Hart Lane and a, 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 a young man, oh gosh, I forgot his name. Fabrice Maramba. Fabrice Maramba died on the pitch. He, oh, he, did, yeah. he then uh, came back to life. Spoiler wow. alert. That's not necessarily... <laughs> <laughs> just when he thought it was safe to go back in the water messy, messy. <laughs> <laughs> he came back to life but the thing is right so now whenever I see anyone rolling around in agony my instinct is oh, oh god, god not again yeah. and they're, they're lying there holding their head which if you get a serious head injury uh, as happened to Hull City's Ryan Mason in the Premier League last season he fractured his uh, skull open and had to retire wow. from football he nearly died a bunch of times and what upsets me is that the kind of what you're calling gamesmanship um, it implies a level of hurt which is really quite disgraceful considering footballers have died on the pitch. In that context mm. it's it's basically taunting the misfortune of others Yeah. In, a, in dangerous situations. Yeah, I mean imagine if they all rolled around holding their hearts. Mm, like the, yeah. the, you know, we think think of... Um, uh, Danny Yarke, the Jarke, the the Mark Span- Vivian Foe. Mark Vivian Foe. These are footballers who have died on the football pitch mm. from heart attacks, and other footballers roll around like they've been shot. Well, it's before cool. we get too macabre, I would hope in the second half, <laughs> Macardo. Oh, Macardo. Oh, nice. <laughs> no, sorry, Macardo. We we picked uh. out Macardo. We like him. He's an unknown player for us. Argentinian right back, stocky right back. He yeah. looks we like. We're hoping to say Macardo. Oh, exactly. Super Macardo. I, I took the punchline. No, thank you for bringing it up. But if he does score, Super Macardo, which of course is funny because Macardo is market in Spanish. And as we've established before, we have a smattering of Spanish. I don't. Joel does. His sisters text him in Spanish. We heard that yesterday. We Madness. Did. We would. On, I want to see in the second half. Andy, I want to have a chat with you. I want to see some VAR issues so we can talk about the history of rugby and what came first, uh, gamesmanship or ref control. I want to to know, because rugby has stamped it out, is it Mm. possible for football to do the same? What came first, the round ball or the egg-shaped ball? The round ball. There's something in there. (laughs) Did it? See you in the second half. See you after the second half. (laughs) My Patagonia and an oily me Glad new the cumbrim one ad lonihi An ad lugurudith a guine and a vlad O gurith gom yes i the brad Glad, glad Plied your loidim glad Traholen then Uch ben in pow O badithi vlad var bahai Lovely. Thanks. I'm, I'm really sorry if anybody actually speaks Welsh. That was probably atrocious or Patagonian Welsh. Do you want to explain what that was? Andrew David, what was that? That was uh, um, the the... Patagonian Welsh national anthem. There's a Patagonian so, Welsh <clears throat> national anthem. There's there's a set there's a couple of settlements in Patagonia that speak Welsh or Cymraeg. And so Cymraeg. on that basis, are you now fully a paid up supporting member of the Argentinian Football Supporters Federation? No, no. <laughs> Fair enough. They did uh, not cover themselves in glory in this game, although they did win. They did win. They did win. And I did call it actually two one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, what and, do I win? 
Um, uh, our undying gratitude for having Great. appeared on the podcast. No, you will win the Absolute Worldly Football Podcast goodie bag. <gasps> What's in that, Kyle? We will put them together and send one in the post. Great. Yep. Because we can send these to the post, we just can't receive it because, we, as we've established yesterday, we don't have an address. Well, we do have a DM box if you want to tweet us and send a DM. Oh, wait, is it on Twitter now? Oh, yeah, at Worldly oh, Podcast. At Worldly Podcast. I'll be telling all my seven Twitter followers yeah. I was on at okay, Seven's better than five. <laughs> so let's let's discuss that second half, guys. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what ups and downs, twists and turns. Oh, I feel for Nigeria. I do. I yeah. thought they played well, and when they got that, when they when they when they equalised. It was, it was great. The and, the, and the game came alive. And yet another penalty. Kyle, what's going mm. on? I, well, I thought there was a penalty. Yeah, but why so many pe- What? Because VAR is allowing a certain <clears throat> objectivity to come into decision-making for referees. And what it's allowing is a lot less impartial decisions. So therefore, a lot more decisions to be made. Sure. Referees aren't scared to make the penalty decision because they'll be instantly backed up. And another wrestling-based penalty. Yeah, a little bit was, more. Oh, it was. Yeah, it was. The 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 Niger- There was one that wasn't. That went to VAR. That was a handball. So yes. Yeah, so the first penalty count. given, one all. Uh, excitingly, at that point, Nigeria were going through because Iceland would, uh, having scored their own penalty, were drawing with uh, Croatia in the other game. And then at one all, it it hits. Uh, was it Rojo? No, Rojo scored the second Argentinian goal. Uh, it hits goal. somebody in the head. Oh, Otamendi. It hits Otamendi in the head and then goes down Don't onto do his rest. arm and. Uh, Igalo still takes the shot and misses and then suddenly realises he's got to protest for the handball because the referee hadn't seen it and over to VAR we go and it's not given in a similar incident to last night in the Iran game where Cedric Suarez did a similar thing and it was given this time not given well not to be like the boring people in the studio who harp on about this kind of thing but where's the consistency it was exactly the same kind of handball as happened yesterday, and not a penalty today, but yes, a penalty yesterday. But is that not surely because the VAR technology in this in- introduction of it is still new for the referees as much as it is for us and for the players? So yesterday, he went and watched the VAR, basically the same inst- in- instant. But my, my point being is that the, the rule book hasn't quite been cemented on it yet. In yes, terms but the of... ruling of what his handball has... Well, from what it seemed to, tonight, from what we could see of the ref... The reason it wasn't given was because it ricocheted off the player's head onto his hand. We saw him remonstrating with the Nigeria captain, Obi Mikel, saying to him, head first, hand second, mm. therefore no pen. Yeah. Last night, there was no head first. It came off the head of another player. He, could, he didn't put his hand out to stop the ball. It came off the head of an opposition player and, and it fell onto his, his hand. So it's surely there's not that much difference. The ball well, is just falling off your head onto your hand. One was a penalty, one wasn't. And then, having not given that penalty, 82nd minute, I believe... 83rd no later 86th yeah up steps Marcus Rojo Manchester United centre back not really fancied what's he doing in the opposition box he's sloshing home a superb volley yeah it was it was incredibly well taken great cross great finish and, and the scenes of jubilation were extraordinary the yes. noise the st- the jubilation in the, in the stands mm. one man in particular clearly covering himself in glory of course, I'm talking about Diego again. What did you see from Diego, our man Diego, this time, Andy? What did I think of him? What did you see from him? I saw, I saw two fingers, Carl. I what? saw two fingers on two separate hands pointing up. It wasn't the first and the time word, that we saw... Puta. Yeah. Very, very, <laughs> no, dis- very clearly the word Puta and him uh, giving the finger to some other fans. We aren't yeah. scared on this part of controversy, and I'm going to go out there and say Diego Maradona has been a prat and a... Twat. This whole Prats and a twat. Like a... That's the Maradona, Maradona chat bot there. You know what? If it is, 
fine. Br- bring it on, Diego. I don't know what's he going to do. You're not uh, going to be using the computer tonight. Can't see the screen. You are away with the fairies, is, mate. Well, one of the commentators did say that he was becoming a laugh in, in, in Gary danger Lineker, of becoming in fact, a laughing. Gary slot. Lineker described him as becoming in danger of uh, becoming being in danger of becoming a laughing. Slot. How unlikely that Gary Lineker of all people would criticise Diego Maradona. I'm sure he feels completely neutrally towards him in normal life. <laughs> But he did. He, he was. He is an odd man, isn't he? You can't. I think and for somebody to. I mean, it's a personality, I guess, in terms of. Yeah. And we you know, kept, he we're kept talking about it. So. Yeah. And we did, it wasn't the only person we saw flipping the bird, though, was he? We saw two Argentine women <laughs> swearing the by the, uh, <laughs> the. Tell us a bit more about you, how you've well, seen this in the World Cup. Let's, Joel. Yeah, well, let's talk women about on this. camera. Let's talk about this. Well, Girls, got, on film. Girls, Girls on film. Girls on film. That as could we've be got, the segment. This segment, Girls no, well, yeah, film. but we don't. want talking about. Well, we don't have that. We we've already got your lovely song. We've got. Oh, yeah, sorry. We've also got Hot to Trotsky. We've, we've got, we're approaching the World Cup from a slightly different perspective. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. It is very strange that in this day and age, I mean, obviously, it's all down to the Russian TV directors who are in charge of the pictures that we see. That there is this consistent cutting to women in the crowd. Yeah. What? What? It. It. It doesn't seem to be linked to anything. It seems incredibly patronising, incredibly belittling, and pretty sexist, actually. The sexist element is the the choice of pick of woman. I would disagree with your point if I was seeing groups of five or six women well, we having a good time, not not being picked because they are considered attractive. I, I don't want to say it in that in those terms, but in terms of the 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 kind of angle of femininity that is being displayed mm. is is to be viewed at with a particular male gaze, not by the female. It's gaze. clearly male gaze, and that's the whole the whole point of, of where we're at with football now, is we're trying to get get away from that. So I those two Dan women w- flipping the bird, two Argentine women captured by that same camera, the man cam, they both stuck their fingers up at it proudly. It good for you, girls. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see more of that, and therefore, if that kept happening, maybe we see a reduction. But it does go into this. Did you see this, Andy? Jason Cundy, ever heard of him? No. He's a talk sport commentator. Uh, pundit. He's his pundit. own show. He never... He wasn't a very successful footballer. He did play in the Premier League. Um, and he came out because of Jackie Oatley, who is a, a ITV pundit or BBC pundit. ITV presenter. ITV presenter. What's, can I, as a side chat, what's the difference between a pundit and a commentator? A uh, pundit would be the person in the studio uh, talking to the presenter. Right. The, co- the commentator talks to a technically a co-commentator. So the commentator is what you hear during the match and the pundit's who you hear. But quite often the gotcha. co-commentator is normally a, a studio pundit. Yes. Excellent. So, so, so he he said that he thought that female commentators were too shrill. He thought that female pundits shouldn't be talking about the football. Wow. Yeah, and, and uh, Dan Walker and lost his job because of it. No, no of course he didn't. It wasn't Dan Walker. It was Piers Morgan. Called him out on it on no, no. Good Morning Britain. He called him out and said, "You're a sexist Piers pig. What have you got to say about that?" And I think the look that he, Jason Cundy gave Piers Morgan. <laughs> As he saw his future going down the drain, I've been called out by no one else but Piers Morgan. Bloody Morgan. Wow. No, I, I was going to say Dan Walker tweeted today because uh, one of the comments was why are we, what, these two things have happened at the, basically at the same time. The the prevalence of these uh, shots of women in the crowd has been called out at the same time as Jason Cundy has said that he doesn't want women commentators. He said his actual words were to be fair, not to be fair to him, but to be uh, open to him. He said, "I think they're bringing wonderful insight, but the tone and, and pitch of their voice." Is impossible to listen to. Right. That's wow. To be, I mean, that, that's, to that's, be, to be fair to him, what does that clarify? Jonathan Pierce, one of my favourite BBC commentators, famously shrill. Mm. So I mean, and he's been commentating for twenty plus years. Yes. It's, a, it's just it's just sexist hypocrisy. And and on top of that, to combine it with all the images that we're seeing uh, of women, it basically goes back to to this kind of regressive. 
uh, uh, sexist view of football, where football is all filtered through the male gaze and women don't have any part to play in it. I did see um, one of the... So I think I'm going to say wife of one of the Russian footballers. There was a little kind of interview with her before they'd had the first game. Mm Mm-hmm which obviously Russia played very well at and scored lots of goals. And then it was interviewing her and she was kind of talking about the build. And it was, it, it, she came across very well. I mean, she is a very attractive woman. Um, but is that good or bad? Like, because what's your point on that? Because, you know, the, the, she's obviously, what was it? Is, was, football is a part of her life. She's married to a footballer. She's yeah, Russian. Then she was talking about it. I would be up for more of that. More, more partners of players being part of the discourse they're not normally and being respected as people who might have something to say although if you've ever seen any of the the wags the wives and girlfriends of footballers on reality tv shows they don't necessarily come across as people who are that interested in football yes but you know this is maybe a a, a taste thing i love uh love lyland and I'm sure that if I watch it, love Lyland. I love Lamp. I love Island. Love Island. And I'm sure if I started watching Desperate Housewives of Cheshire, the Footballers' Wives one, I'm sure I get into that too. Great. So what we've learned there is Maradona is on drugs, <laughs> sexism is rife in football, and Kyle loves Love, love, love Island. Island. Moving on. Um, Andy, so what is this? So Argentina are through, Argentina, Nigeria out, Iceland are out. Argentina are playing France. Croatia beat Iceland in the end 2-1. Oh, Iceland are out. Croatia are going on to play Denmark. Denmark, who, uh, who drew with France in the World Cup's first and only so far nil-nil. Who Although by the see... time you listen to this, maybe there will be other nil-nils. Who do you see winning those two games? Croatia, Denmark, Croatia, France, Denmark. Argentina. France, Argentina. With my limited knowledge, um, Croatia winning. Mm-hmm. I think they've, they've they've proved themselves as being pretty good. Yep, nine um, points. I haven't seen Denmark play this World Cup, I have to be honest. I don't know anything much about Denmark. And Argentina-France, uh, 50-50. France. From what you saw tonight, do you think Argentina can go all the way? No. Who then, putting you on the spot, Andy David, our second ever special guest, who is going to win the World Cup? So, considering I did predict the 2-1 victory of this game, yes, it and I well. have my um, absolute worldie goodie bag coming if I nail this what do I get an extra thing in the goodie bag an extra thing in an the goodie extra, bag an extra absolute, an extra goodie in the goodie bag yeah an extra piece of absolute um, worldy merchandise which um, of course Uruguay. will be available Uruguay Uruguay, Uruguay. Uruguay. wow Uruguay. big shout what a big shout well Wales uh, well, oh no Wales aren't in it uh, oh, Gareth Bale's going to win it all on his own <laughs> you could. If, if Wales had got to it would you have been more interested I'm interested I'm really interested I'm would happy you have been more passionate um, do you, to be honest, not really. I, I, it doesn't. I, I love supporting Wales. As uh, I am very Welsh, and like I'm nationalistically proud, but I'm much more for the rugby. I, when they were, they played well at the Euros last, yes, they um, did they two great. years ago. Um, again, yeah, I was, I was yeah. interested. I was glad they were playing well, but it's, um, it, it, you know, I, I'm a fan of the football, Joel. Not of. <laughs> You cheer, come on football. Cheered, come on football. Actually, I saw somebody on my way here today who walked down the street and had a football jersey on, a standard looking football jersey, but it was plain black. Across the middle where the sponsor would be, it just said football. And in the corner where the um, the badge or the logo would be for the team, was just a white squiggle. And I was like, that's a great top because it's kind of just saying, oh, yeah. I support football. I support did football. you like it enough for it to be maybe included in your goodie bag? <laughs> um, yes, I did. With Worldy number one on the back. Yes, please. Excellent. Andy, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Us. I've really enjoyed it. We've had an Irish. We've had a Welsh. <gasps> Who's coming up next? A Scot. Have you? I can't guarantee it. Thanks for listening. We shall see you soon on the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. Yay. Bye. 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 Bye.
The Absolute Worldie podcast is produced by Joel Samuels and Carl Ross. Our theme tune is courtesy of Adam Janota Bazowski, and all of the music is non-copyright and licensed under Creative Commons. Thanks again for listening. Do remember to like, share, and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, and follow at Worldie Podcast on Twitter. My Patagonia and an oily me. I can't remember how the national anthem goes. Um, Kick with